This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Delivery just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Watching Lester Till I Die TV. Good morning, good afternoon, good night, goodbye. Hello. How are we all? The, the morning after two nights before. Well, one of us uh, that's presenting tonight might have a bit of a hangover, but uh, I'm on about the football, not the drinking. Um, we seem to have gone into panic mode. There's no need to panic, Mr. Mayor. 
Mr. Mannering or Pike or whatever it was the saying was. I'm too young to really remember it properly. Um, lost one game. Uh, didn't play well. I wasn't there, so it's difficult to say. I didn't see the first half because um, <laughs> LCFC.com wasn't working properly. Uh, I did see the second half. Um, I thought it was a typical Maresca performance, but we hadn't got the goals in us as yet. Um, we weren't cynical enough, um, but we have to take a reality check. Um, for me, I'm quite thinking, look, you know, we've got the loss out the way now. Um, thank God, in a way, because the longer it had gone on, my God, can you imagine if we'd gone 20 and beat and then lost one? Uh, we'd, have, we'd have had the... <laughs> The whole of the uh, of the, uh, the 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 family stand getting up and abusing people. Um, it's one game, but uh, look, it's Lethal ITV. We're going to be talking about that, and thank you for joining us uh, via YouTube now. Only YouTube and Twitch. That's the only places we go live on. Uh, you can comment in the in the chat to the right, or as you look at it. Uh, please do though. Keep it respectful uh, as we go through today's show. As it says below. We will have set topics that we are going to be covering and we will not go to comments that are off topic because we want to stay on topic. Otherwise, the, the, the show goes on to about four in the morning. Uh, but I will be starring certain questions that are out of sync uh, that we can come back to at the end when we have a general ad all. Uh, we are hoping to have um, Craig join us later, who was actually at the match. So he can tell us more about it from a, a being there. Uh, but we've got no Eagle Piggle, unfortunately. Dave uh, can't make it tonight. So I'm left, well, talk about the good, the bad and the ugly. Um, I'm, well, I'm obviously the good one. What can I say? Uh, let's welcome in the bad one. Cage. Oh, <laughs> He's a lesson for evils. How are you? Well, yeah, I was wondering where you were going with that. <laughs> I think Brad probably knew. Uh, how's the head? Yeah, all right, thank you. All right. Um, I've got a bit of a nosebleed going that far north this weekend. Uh, the Leeds-Sheffield Wednesday vibe was definitely in the city of Leeds this weekend, even though it was a thrilling nil-nil draw. But, um, yeah, it was really good, thanks. Well, it's a good job you didn't have, have your handbag or anything stolen because, of course, the police, police wouldn't have had any leads to go on. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> thank you. I'm here all week, unfortunately. Sadly so. <laughs> Yes, uh, unless you pay me vast amounts of money and I'll go. Um, <laughs> so we've had the good, we've had the bad. <laughs> it only leaves, yes, you've got it. Uh, here he comes. It's the, oh, <laughs> hang on, there we go. We'll have, we'll have, we'll have, no, no, we'll have, we'll have a whole face between us, Brad. <laughs> no, no, I'll, I'll spare the viewers my ugliness. There you go. Chance that will be on here. That's an improvement. Um, Sorry. You know, Brad, do you not think Kate's looking a bit white tonight? She's looking uh, all white on the night. Um, I've got a new webcam. <laughs> no, is that what it is? Is that what it is? We had, I ladies and gentlemen. Before, I look really white, and he said I look a little anemic, which I think he was I just never did. I never did. How do you improve on perfection? <laughs> I mean, they thought that, but they weren't the words that came out. They're not. I see the gap between here and here. That's uh, you know, or gap between here and here. There's nothing. But um, oh, yeah. we that was why we were a few minutes late, guys, because uh, Kate was sort of sorting out her best position. 
You also weren't ready. Let's not put it all on me. I'm going to get a reputation here. She was early. Unlike Brad, uh, <laughs> made it at the... I was fashionably late, mate. And it just shows it doesn't matter because you weren't ready. Kate was too busy getting into different positions for you. I can't believe what I came in to see. Disgusting. <laughs> Should be doing this at this time of night. Because getting getting a position ready for me. I'm not Can we sure. Start again? Can we start again? Can yeah, it's not live. It's not live. We'll let it out the first seven minutes. It's all right, yeah, Kate. No, nobody's watching anyway. I don't know why we're, we're bothered. That <laughs> is, we'll say a few hellos before we start. Uh, Scott's in. Uh, morning, all. He's obviously on Australian time. Hope you're all well. We are Scott. Hope you are well as well. Uh, Terry, hi Scott. We'll leave the modding to you, mate. Okay. Uh, okay, Joe. Everybody saying hello, hello, hello. Um, ah, John. Evening, Chris. He he says, do. Okay. Um, <laughs> there. That is the question. Uh, to me, to you, to me, to you. Uh, Nate's in all the way from America. Good evening, Nate. How the devil are you? Uh, just saying, hopefully, the loss will bring out um, more out of the squad during the international break. Uh, John says, so was I. Okay, hi, Brad and Kate. He says, uh, uh, I, I can vow for Brad, he was busy doing important things. Important things, though, Scott. His hair, that's not important. I don't think he's done his hair, to be honest with you. But No, I've not today, I'll be honest with you. There's, there's, there's little bits giving off signals and trying to improve the Wi-Fi signal by having my hair stand up. <laughs> Look, hey, hey, you've got hair. It's more than I have, so don't knock it. <laughs> um, uh, hang on, I've lost I've lost all the comments. Ren is in. Hello, Renny. Uh, Boris is lurking, he says. Oh, right. keep that to yourself. He, he said you meant to say yo. <laughs> all right. Um, okay, uh, you three. There's two of us, but okay, good counting. Well, all of us three. I was, I was including was the royal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Royal, I was including Dave. myself. I was including good. myself. And I wasn't expecting good. Dave to be here, in fairness. Um, this is football, not PlayStation, Kate. Um, that kind of put the fans in its place a little bit, didn't it? Yeah, I think some didn't like that tone. But, yeah, I think he's just very straight talking, isn't he? You know where you stand with him. He's very black and white. Um, and I think he's quite right. I don't think any of us thought we were in a PlayStation game, else we would have won the Champions League by now. I think he's got that a little bit exaggerated. But um, he is right. It is football. We were talking last week about when our first loss was going to be. Mm. Um, so we've got it out of the way now. So onwards and upwards. Indeed, indeed. I mean, Brad. Um, if this was if this was PlayStation and the way I used to play when I played PlayStation when I was a, a wee nipper, um, and they, and they they did have PlayStation. Um, you know, I I used to sort of if I lost a game, I'd save it. So I'd, I'd win the game, I'd save it, and then I'd, if I lost the next game, I'd go back to my last saved position and play it again and carry on doing that till I won it. But yeah, but then again, I did win everything that was on offer. Well, yeah, I mean, a lot of us have all had their moments where we've got the perfect career, we've won everything, um, and I kind of get it. I, I don't think he's the first manager to use that phrase. I, I feel like someone like Pep or Klopp or Mourinho said that 
themselves uh, a few years ago. I think he's recycled that quote, which is ironic because that's what PlayStation do with the games is just recycle the same crap. But um, I, I'm not saying anything before I get in console wars, but it does make a point. Like you said there, Chris, what were people expecting? Leicester just to keep scoring goals and winning games 2-1, 2-0, 3, you know, whatever. Game of football is real. A computer game is not. You know, I know some some of us get involved in it too much and we take it as part of our life, but it's right. You can't just have everything your own way in the real life of football and sometimes you're not going to score every chance you have. You know, you can't put football on easy mode. So, yeah, I... I I don't get why it rubbed people up the wrong way because he was just making a very updated point, if you will, trying to get down with the kids and, and their slang, I guess, by referring to it as a game console. Yeah. I mean, for, for me, um, it's nice to hear it. You know, it's not, okay, yeah, well, it might have upset a few fans, but, you know, let's be honest with you, wokeness rules these days, doesn't it? You know, but it was a case of what, I'm, I mean, I was one of those that actually was saying, um, I want to get our first loss out of the way. It was all going too well. Um, and, I mean, can you imagine if we'd gone 20 games unbeaten and then lost one? I would have preferred it, though. <laughs> I would have preferred it, though. Would you, though? I mean, <laughs> I mean, I'm, you know, we're not saying that there wasn't going to be another team that was going to be up there with us or another two or three. Uh, up until the weekend, we thought Southampton could be one of those, but you know what a shame for them. But I just, I just think great. That's it. The albatross is of our back. Now we can just get on with you know play, playing football. Yeah, and it's kind of come at a good time, hasn't it? Because we've got a two week break now, mm. um, where a lot of the players will be learning each other's names for starters, um, and hopefully get down to tactics, strategies rotations whatever it is they're going to be doing so i think we're always likely to lose in that manner where it was a little bit of a smash and grab and an unlucky deflection if you you know to go into the back of the net but we, we weren't hammered we we weren't clinical up front which i think we've spoken about already this mm. year we, we were look a bit empty up front but we did have quite a few chances i've watched the highlights back today because i couldn't go to the game and we did have a lot of chances we had a lot of possession we played some nice stuff at times Mm. Um, so it would be nice to have a couple of weeks now with a completely settled squad, window closed, um, and march on. Brad, we've got uh, and he he's just said there. Hey, I don't know what you're saying here about uh, being timed out, etc. I'm not sure what you want about there, uh, but he says Fatterwell played like Messi. I mean, let's let's take a reality check here. He's played 45 minutes for football. He hit the post. He's not Messi. Um, uh, you know, he's not Ronaldo. He's what if Ronaldo, we've, we've 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 fallen into this trap before, <coughs> dear Batty. Yeah, we have. Um, it's only forty-five minutes, but if we're being perfectly honest with ourselves, he's the only one that had a shot of any note as well. I think it was the fact that he, you know, I said it, and I know he didn't get the man of the match from everybody else, and that's why they watched the game. I only could hear it. I, I understand that, but. From what I heard of it, I would have gave it to Fatu because he was the only one that seemed to have any energy in that final third. He, he showed aggression. He got the ball. We looked dangerous when he was on it. Sounded like, um, um, you know, he was going forward attacking. One of you has got something squeaking 
every so often and it's not me because I muted myself while you guys were talking and it went off. That's I going through my ears. And I know Kate's well oiled after the weekend, so I don't think I it's... can hear a little squeak now you've said that. Yeah, it's it, sorry, it's just I hyper hear noises and it's just one of them noises. It sounds I, like now it's the chalkboard. I can't hear a thing, but um, you're probably deaf though, it's your age, mate. We'll let you it? off, exactly. <laughs> but you know, yeah, it is 45 minutes, like you said, Diabate. Tete, we've all seen one game and then heard nothing from them. Let's hope that's not the case with Fatawu. Um, it was a brilliant start to it. We compared him to Messi. <laughs> Maybe start comparing him to Knockart if you're going through Leicester levels and build him up that way before we get carried away with ourselves. I mean, you know, he, he's only at Tete and understage at the moment, isn't he? Look how... Look how mad we all went about them after 45 minutes, you know. But, Kate, this is... We, we made, was it nine signings, eight signings, eight or nine signings in the window? Uh, there's players that have gone out. There's players that have been released. It's a huge squad turnaround, almost Forest-esque, if you like. Um, it's going to take time for them to settle, to get to know each other and be able to play together. You know, you, you bring Fatua on, and yes, all right, he played well. Maybe that's a... Uh, says something about the rest of the team as much as him. But um, I just think, you know, like, give them time. This was how Bur Burnley did not start well. And they, they yeah. literally, we, we're almost a carbon copy of Burnley, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Completely agree. I think um, each new signing that has come in since the start of the season comes into a squad that is getting actively ready for the next fixture coming up during that week. So you haven't got a period of time like a pre-season where you can all settle. Um, whereas I think we've got that for the next couple of weeks now. We've got that at least for the next week coming up for those that aren't going on international duty where we can just settle. Um, Enzo can talk about his strategy, his philosophy, buying people into the concept um, before we start game prep again next week. So I think it's a, it's a really convenient international break for us. Um, and Rome wasn't built in a day. We needed a clear out. We've got our clear out. And now we've got to build all build with all the new bricks. So all I, all I can say is bloody typical Polish builders. <laughs> British builders would have had it built in a day. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> hey, I can stay here all week. Glad I heard that squeak then. I've absolutely no idea where it's coming from at all. Um, but yeah, Kate's case got that way. It's just gonna take that, it's gonna take a while, isn't it? I say Burnley. New manager came in. Uh, half the squad left. I can still hear. Yeah. New squad coming in. Um, took a while for them to, to gel, but once they gelled, boom, they were away. Yeah, and, and, and there's no team in the world, not even Man City, not even PSG, no matter who you want to put up against it, I will tell you, if they got rid of a, a good chunk of their squad, I want to say about half of their squad, um... I know it wasn't all necessarily first teamers in, in like starting week in, week out players, but you know, if any club out there had to get rid of all their squad, include a new manager, have a distorted preseason due to some typhoon weather, you know, make signings throughout the window. We're not talking getting it all out of the way in the first week. We're talking right up to deadline day, funny enough. And then you said to me, Go and win four out of your first five games. I don't think there's many teams 
probably not even like I said, Man City or PSG that would go and get that get go and get that, that sort of outcome. They might be the only team you'd expect it to because it's a lot to ask. You know, you're not just asking the guys that are that have stayed and are there to 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 adapt to it. You're asking these new signings that come through the door one week after another to learn the language a little bit with some of them and adapt to a style of play and be ready for a level that they've never been tested at before. You know, we're taking players that, yeah, I know the guy from Sporting Lisbon's played in, in, in you know, for a while and, and, and the Turkish one, you played Champions League football, but the English game is hard to adapt to. So, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot to be taken on. It's not just as simple as come in. This is what we do. Okay, boss, we can do that now. And it doesn't work like that. Judge Leicester on game week 18, around about that mark, that's where I want people to say, okay, now I can have the hunt because it's not working, or, oh, weren't I silly for losing my F over losing one game to Hull? You know what I mean? It's, mm. it's patience. It's something we struggle to have in society these days is patience. The Leicester fans aren't well known for it. Kate, no. John says there, uh, and I'll take his word for it, but... We've actually got six more points at this stage than Burnley had, uh, but that's the that's the thing, isn't it? How long Burnley took to, to get things together, and then look what happened with them. Well, they don't look at them this season, of course, from the bottom of the league. Um, <laughs> evening, Dan. Uh, but yeah, it, it, it's a forty-six week season. You know, there's eight more games than we had last season, which, when you come to think, was was almost a third of, of last season, if you like, in extra games. So there's plenty of time to go. It's that old saying, isn't it? It's a marathon, not a sprint. And look, would you not, if I'd have said to you, look, you know, I'll give you a third on goal difference, which, you know, we could be second, but a third on goal difference, uh, the first international break, I'd have, I'd have bitten, you know, my hand off, let alone anybody else's, wouldn't you? Yeah, absolutely. I think if you'd have, like Enzo said, if you'd have told us, when we got relegated last year, that six out of the seven games we were winning in mm. the opening part of the season. I wouldn't have believed you, to be honest, because I was so worried about the exits. I was so worried about what we'd buy. We were all worried about money um, and financial freedom to go out and buy whoever we wanted. Um, you've got to worry about our appeal. The appeal has dipped quite a bit now that we've gone back into the championship. So I think we've I think we've done so well to get these points on the board early doors because you could no one can take them off us now. We've got them. We've got the points mm. that we needed, and um, we've lost one. There's tough competition, which I hope and believe that all of the squad knew there would be stiff competition. It's not going to be an easy ride. And it's a long old season and a lot of these guys haven't played English football before. So exactly. we've got our work cut out, but I think they know that because none of these games have been easy for us. Brad, oh, well, that is a, that is a, there's a bit of feedback somewhere, isn't there? Could be any of us. Um, but... I tried muting and I could still hear it. Should we just blame Eagle Piggle for not being here? I don't mean Dave, I mean just literally Eagle Piggle. He's not <laughs> here, it's Eagle Piggle's fault. Let's just blame Dave. Let's not leave Dave out of it, let's blame him. Man. Look, I, I, we've had this conversation, Brad, and you know, I, I'm an old git, I'm not going to deny it, and I can remember when Kevin Keegan, uh, he'll go, here he goes again with his Kevin Keegan story, he went from Scunthorpe <laughs> to Liverpool, and I think he spent the first two or so three months in in the reserves as was as was then before he even saw the first team. And that's just moving you know, across the north. You've got players coming from other countries in leagues that play different styles. Um, 
into a country where they've got no friends or family. Well, they've probably got family, but no friends. Um, teammates that they've never played with before. And they're being thrown onto the pitch. Um, what? You know, in two days of, of, of signing. Are we, do we expect too much these days? Yeah, we are. Like I said, impatience is just the key word to, to the world of football or sports in general. People... People, I know that is. Don't worry. Two seconds. Let me just. Let me just. Oh, for God's sake! Something's happening. Let me just uh, deal with that. This is live TV, folks. Yeah, no, it's someone who he does the same on here as he does on it. Unfortunately, the LCFC website. You know who it is, Chris, if you've seen it. But yeah, um, impatience. It is. I mean, oh, again, yeah, we're asking too much of a lot of people. Um, you know, I would love somebody to go in to any line of work and instantly um, just be like, oh, well, I want you to be perfect. You know, I want you to be able to shack stoves like Tim here, who's been working 20 years. No, it doesn't work like that. You, you can't do any job. And I just use that for a simple job term, you know. Nobody would expect um, somebody to be able to be perfect at the job and and, and Go with everything flowing from from day one. You know, if you know, if a sixteen-year-old apprentice was a lorry mechanic, oh, you can't build a truck up after today, mate. Well, you're sacked. No, you wouldn't do it. Why we why we have this bizarre feeling that these players can can instantly play and, and get into a side and gel and, and be absolutely fantastic from the word go and never make a mistake absolutely baffles me. Because if you're living a life where you think you've never made a mistake. Your head somewhere else, and uh, you know it's in the proverbial to, to, to put it politely because we're not at nine o'clock. To be honest with you, <laughs> uh, I see who you mean. Uh, I'm not going to give him any publicity, but no, 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 I no, haven't even it can't even come up on my stream, so you were well in advance of me. Um, look, Holano, Kate, Holano, uh, walkovers. You know, if you look, the six on that chart, so they, you know, they're in sixth place. Uh, John's just said there, Hull have only lost seven of their last 33 games. And, you know, I, I've I've looked at a few whole uh, uh, YouTube channels since, since we lost, and they are over the moon at beating us. It's almost, and we said this, didn't we? This has almost been like Hull's FA Cup, you know, going to Leicester and beating them is wow. And I just want to read to you, this is what uh, one Hull fan, and fair enough, I'm, you know, I haven't deleted it or anything, Um Hull City FC, we're by far the greatest team the world has ever seen, and it's Hull City. And he's put that, obviously, on the Leicester uh, Channel's uh, comments. Uh, but fair play to them. They deserved it. It, You know, we, we're we not talking. This isn't Sheffield Wednesday we've just lost to. No, not at all. But I, don't, I, think, even if it, I think even if we were playing Sheffield Wednesday, it is a possibility that we can lose to them. If we've not got our heads on and we're not playing well... I think anybody in this division wants to come to the KP and take something off us because I think people are bringing their A game because it's an excitement. It's a we're a big player down there. The same when the people go to Ellen Road, they'll think the same. It's it's an opportunity to play some players that are at an elite level that have played in the Premier League and um, that have that approach to games and they want to test themselves against it without pressure. That's the thing. The pressure will all be on us. So you know, there's a lot to live up to there. There's a lot of there's a lot of work that needs to go in to make sure that that we don't lose silly games and you know fair play to Hull they came and did a job they're no um they're no easy feat at all 
and they're six for a reason. I think they probably will be around that place by the end of the end of the season. Well, you think you're on mute, you know, Chris. You're quite right. I went on mute to see if it was me that was whistling. Um, um, I'm done. Cool. No, well, it's one. I have no idea. V CNN, I think it's pronounced on Twitch. Hi. Just to say to everybody, we don't uh, we don't go live now on Facebook. We don't go live now on Twitter. We basically go live on YouTube and we go live on Twitch. Those are the only two places you can watch us live. Uh, I got fed up with having to keep reminding people to either stick the name at the end or or do it. And I thought ah. It comes a point where I just can't be asked anymore, to be honest with you. Um, are we, Brad, looking? We know. I mean, when I when I watched the game, and uh, well, what I did see of the game, when finally the LSC link worked, I was looking and thinking, like, it is very much like Rogers' style of play, and we're passing about to me, to you, to me, to you. Up until this weekend, we looked at, uh, we looked like we were actually though had a plan about where we wanted to play the ball afterwards. Um, but is it too similar to that style, do you think? Look, it, it's got the similarities in the case of he wants to pass it out from the back, he wants to have them hold on to the ball. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that because when you're holding on to the ball, first of all, the opposition, fully enough, they can't do anything. They can't score a goal. They can't do anything in regards to that. And, and second of all, you're not blindly going forward for the sake of going forward. And that was our biggest, well, one of our biggest downfalls last season was we would sometimes get into a state of panic, shock, horror, Leicester and panic last season, I know. But you would find that we'd give the ball away and, and, and go and concede a goal because we kind of get in, get jittery and then they'd pass the ball forward and it'd be like, well, great, you've given it to Ian Acho, you've given it to Vardy, there's nobody around him and he's lost the ball. Oh, here they come from the bodies forward. We're in a division where a lot of teams are compact. A lot of teams, they know the, the, the skill level when they're playing their side like Leicester and with the greatest respect any relegation side from the Premier League comes down usually gets the same treatment it's compact they're compressed they're not going to make things easy for you and you've got to learn to drag them out you've got to learn to be patient in this division because if you're patient you get rewarded and four out of five you know times this, this season we have been rewarded with the patient the biggest thing is Chris the difference between it is you never feel worried we felt worried watching Leicester on the ball last season because, like, God, if we don't get to the field and score now, we're going to lose this and they'll score. And we all know how the majority of it went for that, for that season when that happened. Whereas here, apart from last week, because Hull were the only team to do it to us and that was score early, we were calm, collective. We're going, you know, this is nice, you know, Leicester keeping the ball, not looking panicked on it. And even even if they lose the ball, they don't look panicked. They just get back and they regroup and they go again. This is nice, lovely football. Mm. It's funny how it's the worst thing you've ever seen in your life when you lose one game. It, it does, Yes, it does have similarities, but it isn't a bad style of play. We've just got a manager with a brain who knows how to get the best out of it and the players that's managing us. Yeah, I mean, Kate, I'm just looking at the stats here. And, you know, we are, I, I, yes, I presume you've watched the highlights. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, all right. We had twenty-one shots, and we only had one on target. Uh, 
And then you got people complaining that, oh, we're taking all our shots of outside the box. We shouldn't be doing that, blah, blah, blah. And as I said on the post-match, Brad, if we hadn't, you know, if Tielemans hadn't done that, we wouldn't have won the uh, FA Cup. But, mm. you know, King is Kate. They only had seven shots. All right, four of those were on target. Their goal, and people are saying in, in, the, um, in, the, in, in the chat that, oh, there wasn't a deflection. I'd, I, only, I was tagged and said there was a deflection. Um, and, you know, that's, you know, I can say it wasn't like we got battered. No, not at all. I think um, it's just one of those games where you can come away and not really be quite sure how you've lost it. Mm. Um, but you, it's just the rub of the green sometimes. Like Nacho had a decent chance. Vardy's header went close. KDH had a really good chance. Ricky P had a really good Ricky P range shot that just went over. He'll be disappointed. He was really disappointed not to hit the target, I think. We had those opportunities. I think Cassidy went close um, in the final stages. We did have some decent chances that we just weren't clinical enough in front of goal and we, we paid for it. But that's sport. Like, mm-hmm. you know, Man United will probably be feeling that a bit today, getting a goal ruled out and, you know, you can just spin like that and you can come away with nothing and that's just sport for you mm. sometimes. Is, is it is it not PlayStation though, Kate? It's not PlayStation, <laughs> it's just the reality of sport. Oh, you said like, so I was just being. Yeah, exactly. And if I can just kind of add quickly, and I mean quickly here, Chris, I will be. On the end of it, you say the stats there, right? I may be wrong with the numbers here, but I'm pretty sure Leicester have gone five games in the league with 20 plus shots. When was our last time, last season, what were we asking for? We were asking for shots. We probably didn't get 20 shots throughout seven or eight games at one point. So, like Kate said, we had a bad day in front of goal. In other days, we're going to have 21 shots and we're going to, you know, like we said before the game, one day we're going to turn someone over 4, 5, 6 nil doing it. You're not going to keep having 21 shots and missing the target. It's going to come good. I mean, five games, 20 plus shots. Must be. Each game has had 20 odd shots. I just want to read some of the comments. Yeah, yeah, she's got it. <laughs> uh, Craig's in, and we're going to bring him in in, in a second. But I was wondering, these are some of the comments that went on my uh, final score um, post on Facebook. Um, I mean, uh, Neil Chester said, charged, changed good chunk of players and manual with a new style that takes a while to bed in. Uh, watch the Burnley documentary. They took two to three months to click. It's the same system as then in the Championship and Arsenal and many others. Need chemistry and bravery. Patience is a virtue. Uh, Tony said, rubbish to watch again. Um, Lisa said, let's face it, none of our performances leave you thinking we are good. It's been awful to watch, but up to today, the results have gone our way. It's just all too slow and predictable. Uh, Angus, it's been coming. Craig, no end, not our Craig, Craig Gilbert, no end product. Um, Enzo said we're going to lose sometime, so what's next? Uh, Peter Baxter, false nine, doesn't work, ask Mr Lineker. Yeah, he's the best best manager in the world, isn't he? Um, and Robin, toothless, shooting blanks at stubborn tigers. I mean, I just, okay, I just don't know what fans want. Oh, it's a bit dramatic, isn't it? I can't ever comment that the foot, when you've won six out of seven, how can you say it's awful? It's nothing like last season in terms of feeling... Um, and watching it, it's, it's nothing like 
last season at all. And football can be a bit predictable at times because it can be ploddy, it can be methodical, it can be um, pedestrian paced around the back. That's football, like that's just how it can go. And it tends to be more and more the thing to play out from the back pep style and gradually build up to the goal. I think the end-to-end stuff that you used to see in the 90s is perhaps a little bit of a thing of the past because people just want to protect the draw a bit as well because they know how lucrative these football leagues are. So I'm not feeling that way at all. I'm just thinking we're going to get beat. I want it to be a lesson that we learn. I want it to be um, proof that it's not going to be a walk in the park for us. Um, and I don't doubt any of the team's commitment. Like some of the newbies, like Mavadidi, players like that, have come in absolutely hot as anything and got off on the right foot. Um, but it's, a, it's, it's an unknown for us. We're in a league that we've not been in for a decade with loads of teams down there who are, who are pretty tough to play against. And mm. it's just a different... It's just a different manner now than the Premier League. I think people just have to get used to that. But awful is something I cannot get on board with. It's not been awful at all. Craig, good evening, sir. And just as I bring Craig in, it looks like he's been banished to the outside by the missus as well. (laughs) Uh, I've got to bring Terry's comment up just for you, Craig. We would not have lost if we still got Maguire and Evans at the back. (laughs) I think you're doing a little bit of a uh, wooden spoon stirrer there, Terry. Mm. Uh, Craig, look, you were there. Um, you, you, you probably you were in. You heard the comments I was reading off the Facebook page. I mean, it, we're going to get relegated, aren't we? Uh, first of all, hi everyone. Hi guys. Uh, hi. Kate, um, you were talking a little bit too much common sense there. Please, please remove yourself <laughs> as a Leicester fan. Um, yeah, I, I mean it's ridiculous, isn't it? Absolutely ridiculous. I, I, I mean. I've been to all all but um, one of the league games. I didn't go Rotherham, but I've seen the others at home. You go into you. I'll just about to take yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. I refuse to go to Rotherham. Um, but I went to Huddersfield. Yeah, it's not been free-flowing uh, at all. But to all of those who are coming on and making those comments... These are the same people who wanted Sean Dyche. How's that going? You know, I don't think that's going particularly well. That old school football, you know, as as Kate was saying there, that those days have gone, unfortunately. I was watching uh, f- uh, some matches over the weekend, watching Arsenal, whatever. They're all doing the same as we are. They've just got better players at the moment who can, who, who can turn that possession into um, more opportunities. What I would also say is it's about having the right players on the pitch at the right time as well. And if you take that game at the weekend, yeah, we had a lot of shots on target. Uh, sorry, off target. We had a lot of shots. We created more chances. I think we played better than we have in either of the other games at home, to be honest, or, or in any of the games probably that we've won. But we just didn't convert chances. But if you looked at the last 20, 30 minutes... When you had Mavadidi on the pitch, you had Fataru on the pitch, you had Cassidy on the pitch. They were the ones who were going to make this work. They're the ones who are the bright sparks. They're the ones who have got the creativity to make this kind of possession work. And we had a real good go at them. Uh, we just couldn't convert it, didn't, didn't create. We created one chance, I think, clearly for 
for mm-hmm. Cassidy, but he, he didn't put it away. But all the Doom merchants, I mean, what is it, 46 games? I don't know. I've lost track of how many games you play in this division these days, but it's ridiculous. It's absolutely yeah. ridiculous. I mean, what well, we're third on goal difference. What, yeah. what, what do people expect? Seriously. Well, I got a lot of Craig uh, and a few people. They know who they are. I'm not going to have to. I'm not going to mention names, <coughs> Boris. Uh, but they kept saying that um, you know they, they basically want to go back to the um, Claudio Ranieri end-to-end mm. stuff, counter-attack and what have you. But times move on, don't they? Well, they don't. And sadly, you know, to do that, you need the ball. And uh, in this day and age, you know, we're five, six seasons on from that. You don't get the ball turned over as much as you used to, to be honest. And, you know, and that's a very specific way of playing. And we had everybody on point on that one season. Um, I'm not sure that that can be replicated. I don't think you can be as consistent playing that kind of football uh, these days. Don't get me wrong. I would like it to be a little bit quicker. I would like us to sometimes mix it up. You know, there were opportunities to play, in particular when teams are pushing up. There are opportunities to play over the top, switching the play like um, like Arsenal, like Liverpool do. You know, you can mix it up. But as Enzo said himself, and as you guys have said, you know, we're a couple of months into a project. You know, you're not going to get it up and running straight away. But we're Leicester fans. We expect it, don't we? Well, we're Leicester fans that have been around a little bit longer than um, some of the others. I, I occasionally look at some of the tweets and then click on their bios, you know, born 2001, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you need to say, say no more, to be honest, you know. We are, are we not? And I'm going to say hi to, uh, to Zanny, uh, number 24 there. Um, obviously, Galatasaray fan, uh, he's popped in. You are most welcome, sir. Uh, can I just say, you know, um, I was speaking to a, a, a fan, a Galatasaray fan, during the uh, watch along, and I think, uh, you know, we got Eunice, you got Tete. I think we got the better deal, to be honest with you, because the guy wasn't too impressed with Tete at uh, Galatasaray. But um, there's one bad Brazilian, and we found him. But Brad, we, we, we're turning into Arsenal fans, aren't we? Yeah, and it's getting really annoying. Um, um, I think. I, I know I always say that um, you know every set of fan, uh, every set of clubs, every club. I'll get my words straight and right in a minute. Every club I know, right? I try and say two things at once, and it never works out for me. You think I'd learn, but I don't. Um, every club has a set of fans that always wants doesn't say a word, right? Because if we'd have smashed all five nil, these people wouldn't say a word. They've had a drink with the mates and gone, oh, my team's awesome, my team's awesome. They wait and they wait and they won't, they, they will be completely mute until it goes wrong or it doesn't quite work out. And just like that, as if by magic, they all flock to the keyboards going, meh, we lost, meh, it's awful. And it's like, for God's sake, get a grip of yourself. It's ridiculous. I, I, I You know what? Go and play your PlayStation because at least then you'll be happy with life. Because yeah. you're not football is not for you, my friend. If, if 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 this is how it makes you after yeah. one defeat in four in in five games, or well, seven in total. Yeah, uh, Kate, uh, I'll put it up there. Rob Tanner. Now, just to say to everybody that we were due to have Rob Tanner um, mm. 
with us tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. We're going to be going through all the sign-ins, all the outgoings, and, of course, the players that didn't go anywhere at all. Uh, unfortunately, he's had to go down to St George's Park tomorrow night, so he's not uh, he's not sure if he'll be back in time. It's a hard life, isn't it? Uh, so, Rob, that has been rearranged now to Thursday. So we'll be having uh, having Rob on here for the transfer show special review on Thursday night at seven. So I thank him for his honesty and and a lovely guy, uh, not just letting us down. Go uh, as soon as he knew, he told us. Um, but uh, what he's also said here: Leicester City are shaping up to have the best squad in the Championship. And what he said today is: Leicester signings will be judged in May, but Marquez's foundations are in place. That is very true, isn't it, Kate? Yeah, I don't really know what more we could have done. I think Rob's um, always quite honest and fair with his assessment of stuff. Um, and I think he's done that again here. We, we can't we can't get too hung up on seven games in. It doesn't dictate the season, good or bad. Um, it's a very unsettled squad during that time. Comings and goings. Strops, tantrums, I'm sure, behind the scenes. Um, Moresca's probably had a lot of noise in his ear during the, his early months up here. So now that the door's closed and we can settle down, like people like Ndidi, you know, those sort of mainstay players that I think he was hoping to keep have have been kept. And we can just push on and, yeah, we'll get we'll see what happens in May. Yeah. Uh, before we move... Oh. Oh, I think he's frozen. Chris frozen. No, I think that was, I oh, think that was me. I think. I think that was me. Yeah, we all, was, yeah. Yeah, we all disappeared at once. Then I have too many windows open. Um, that, that's my problem. It is hot. It's it's really hot. hot. It is hot. Chris, <laughs> boom, boom. Chris, Chris, can you just can you just close that window to your soul, please? I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm liking what I'm seeing. <laughs> no, you wouldn't, to be honest with you. Um, that 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 window is firmly bolted, and uh, <laughs> it's got it's got uh, iron bars in front of it. You'll never see it. Um, so I can close some of these windows, and we can move on. I just want to do this with you, Craig. Um, former Leicester City winger Matt Piper, who does the When You're Smiling podcast for uh, BBC Radio Leicester, uh, has been mulling over the Foxes' first defeat of the season on the When You're Smiling podcast. It is really interesting one for me because you can see that they get you can see the game in two different ways. Uh, either you can think they were nowhere near good enough and deserved to lose, or that they had an improvement in the second half, created twenty-one chances and one hit the target. That's the story of the match for me. It is all about timing, though, isn't it? It is all about these new signings have got to settle in, and when you look at the standard of the signings that we've made. I wouldn't have thought any of those would have been coming to Leicester when we've just been relegated. No, I think, you know, I, I'm not sure we have the best squad, but we definitely have, you know, one of the best squads. Um, it does need to gel. I thought Eunice looked nervous, um, didn't really want to take his man on, uh, whereas Fatawu um, just couldn't wait to take his man on, to be honest. It looked <laughs> yeah. like one of those players who all gladly beat him three times. And then come back and have a fourth go. But I, what I would say is that I, I think I think we definitely have enough players there to be able to challenge all the way through the season. 
Um, it does take a little bit of time. Um, and I, I think once it settles down, when the window's shut, although I see, you know, we're linked with another departure uh, today. Um, uh, our, our dear friend Vestergaard uh, is the subject of some transfer. <laughs> um, um, uh, speculation. Because I think the, the, the Belgian window is still open for another three days. It is, and it, it's not happening. It's not. I am not allowing it to happen. I am going well, to go in, and I am going to. I'm going to have a do a misery on him. <laughs> no, no, Kate. I'm going. I'm going to sort of tie him to the bed. He's not going anywhere, is I, Yannick? But no, it is. A, it is a fair point. I, I, we'll come on to that in a second. But yeah, um, as one or two players could still could still actually leave. Uh, but yeah, I can say I still think that you know the fact that some of these players have come to us. And the managers have let them come to us when it's when the, the lone ones. I'm thinking the cash a day uh, and, and what have you. He could have gone to Italy. I think it does say a lot about Leicester, Craig. Yeah, it, it does. I think the the manager has uh, has got some kudos behind him. You know, managers trust their players with him. I, I thought we might get one or two more, to be honest. Um, but I guess that may have been. Um, uh, we may have needed to, to ship a few more out for that to happen. But you could definitely see, particularly in the last 20 minutes, it's like the pace of play um, improved. We were getting the ball to the wingers quicker. We were getting more bodies forward. So I think that's um, that's a sign of better things to come. I think we just need to settle a little bit. I mean, Dewsbury Hall has, has been poor, to be honest. Had a couple of fair chances in the first half to at least hit the target, uh, but we're snatching at things. So I think they just need to settle down a bit now with the window shut. Um, this this week, with those who are not going away, I think will help. Uh, I know we're going to lose a few to internationals, but I think I think the rest of them who can uh, can settle down, Cody will be back. And as I said, we, you know, we talked about before, you know, gives the manager a, um, a, a little bit of a dilemma. Uh, I didn't think Doyle was particularly Doyle, good. I must good. admit, um, he, uh, he, he he was selling himself, selling himself a lot. To be honest, lot. it's be honest, far too easy. Far too easy. The winger to cut inside. I don't know if anybody else. Know if anybody else, anybody else yeah, I'm, I'm getting a little bit of an echo. Um, but yeah, um, I'll, um, yeah, move on. Let someone else speak who's not echoing. Yeah, I want to go on on to on to Brad. Uh, because... Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving thirty three percent with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a fifteen stem bunch of tulips for just nine ninety nine each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Away days are great, but when you can't play away, there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with Muck Delivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonalds.com uh, if it won't let me unmute him 
Can you unmute yourself? I think you've muted yourself, Brad. I was, yeah, I, I, I don't know because I thought it was me with the echo. Yeah. And I think, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> yeah. I thought the same, and that's why I muted you, but it wasn't. Um, I mean, Tom, Tom Cannon has joined us, um, and he's supposed to be a really good shooter. <laughs> Come on. Um, <laughs> you know, you've got to pay for this entertainment. I've heard right. a bit Let's hope he's not like you and firing blank. I've heard, a bit, I've heard he's a bit loose. Oh, for God's sake. Can I just say I am firing blanks because I've had the snip. But let me just say, he's come. No, <laughs> Craig. Craig took me down that road. I did not want to go down that road. He dragged me down. But, uh, Brad, I mean... Tom Cannon, he's only he came on the recommendation of Cody, and Cody's only been here five minutes. Yeah, I mean, you take it, wouldn't you? It's a last, it's a last ditch signing. It's um, it, just, it made me wonder because I thought with Dakar's loan falling through, it meant we weren't going to get him, and then of course, at about quarter to midnight, Leicester announced it, and and, and it, it all came through. It's a good signing, it seems. Um, Everton fans aren't happy that he's gone. They're, you know, they're thinking, you know, sick note, Calvert-Lewin's out injured for another few weeks and and whatnot. So, you know, I know they brought that Gary Boldy or whatever his name is, but he only scored one goal against some, dunk, some 92nd place team in the English League. So, um, they're a bit miffed that he never got the chance to kind of you know, take over uh, the striking role there. So I'm happy to have him. And again, it's another player that's got to get embedded in. I do wonder though, with the Belgium leagues, I'm not sure what the laws are. I'm pretty sure we can still send him. Would that maybe be a place where Dakar goes then? You're muted again, mate. You've muted yourself. I've muted everybody, sorry. And I think actually, Kate, it could be you. <laughs> you were the last one I muted and it stopped echoing. Or is it still echoing now? Is it still echoing now, Brad? I can't. I can't hear any echoes now. No, I think it might be Kate. Um, but yeah, the Belgian window is open until the sixth of September, and they can still make signings. So we can sell, but we obviously can't can't buy. I believe. Can we not that... loan. Can we not loan to our sister club though with Dakar or something like that? Because I can't see him being well, playing. Is what I mean. Well, We'll come on to that. We will. Ah, see, he's that. always yeah. thinking. He's thinking. Uh, Kate. Kate. Oh, it is you, Kate. Because oh, as soon as I put you back on, I get an echo from you. What? I don't know how that's happened. What happened? Oh, you are. You moved you rooms, Kate. It's your fault. <laughs> this is ridiculous. No, uh, well, we will. We will carry on regardless. Uh, it's usually me with the echo, Kate. I, you feel my. I feel your pain. Don't worry. Anyway. <laughs> Makes me, makes me miss, miss my pet lizard. I used to have a, a lizard. No, I, that joke's gone out the window. I'm going to remind you of your pet lizard. There was a joke coming then, and there wasn't. Best the guard going. Would you still let him go, Kate? Let him go? I'd give him the keys to the door so he could let himself out and close it and post the keys through the letterbox. <laughs> but he's done all right. Kate, honestly, I'm loving it. I don't... Don't you be don't you be having to go to the Great Dane? <laughs> a Great Dane would be better. Um no, 
<laughs> he's served a purpose for us, hasn't he? He's served a purpose for us. Yeah, um, and I asked you this the other day, so I'm going to ask you again. He's got a contract; is up at the end of uh, this year. Would you would you let him go, or would you offer him an extension? No, we have got the likes of Suter. Well, hopefully, we'll be getting promoted, so we'll be able to buy somebody who is worthy of a Premier League defensive position and wage and wage bill. Maybe we can sign Johnny Evans at the end of his year for Man U. <laughs> well, <that laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. I would say that would please Craig. He is a big, huge Evans fan, and I'm sure he's upset. And and or, or even get Ryan Bertram back from Chelsea. To be honest, I'd be quite happy moving Doyle over alongside Fars and bringing JJ. In on that side, might give us a bit more dynamism, I think. But Craig, he, he's asking here uh, in actual and indeed contract out in June. Cover your eyes, uh, Brad. Uh, will they go in January? I, to be honest, I think it depends how we're doing. You know, if we're looking like we're in good shape for promotion, it would then depend whether they they want to sign a new contract, whether we want them to sign a new contract or the stature of the clubs that are coming in for them, mm. to be honest. Because if it's someone who's, someone who's struggling and looking like they're going to be wrapped up in a relegation battle, it doesn't really make sense for them to move to that, that standard of club. So I think it depends on their on a number of things. Um, and, and, I mean, how much are we likely to get with six months or... You know, less than that on a contract. I'm not sure, to be honest. I think if we're up there and challenging, it makes more sense to just, excuse me, bite the bullet for what we would get for them uh, and take that money by getting promoted. But it looks like Dak is going to be the one that we, we is going to be surplus to requirements, but he was one that was nearly out the door anyway. Yeah, I think I think Brad made a very good point about. Um, no, he did. That... He never makes a very good point. Don't <laughs> don't say that. He'll want to pay rise. <laughs> um, but yeah, there the, there is that option, and and that may be uh, an opportunity for him to at least uh, be playing regular football up until the up until the window opens again, and and maybe if he's playing well, he comes back in. But you would think he would be the one who's surplus to um, requirements now with um, with Cannon coming in. Yeah, John. I don't know. I don't know what you mean now. Talking me a bad influence. How very dare you, sir? How very dare you? Um, just looking here, um, Brad. Um, we're going to talk goalkeepers, and we'll talk to you because you were a member of the goalkeepers union a long time ago. Um, and I've lost the question now, so just bear with me a second. It was a question that Scott asked earlier. Um, do you stick with the goalkeeper? Apparently, Palace came in at the last minute with an offer for Everson. Well, that's, whether that's true or not, I don't think it matters, really. Unless it's here live, mate. Of course it's true. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Unless it's here live, well reliable. Yeah, they don't copy Leicester and paste the same point. Rejects, the same way. Leicester City rejected an offer from Crystal Palace for goalkeeper Daniel Everson before the end of the transfer window. Window, according to reports in Denmark. 
Um, yeah, and my great grandmother's pet cat also once bumped into Ronaldo. So, which store is more likely? Uh, Danish. You stick to the pastries in the story making. Um, I'm more, I'm, 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 I'm more interested in the bike, as they say. <laughs> I'm more interested in, in in the point that Scott's trying to make. There, do do we stick with the goalkeeper? What is he is he talking about? Switching and putting Everson back in, or what? Yeah, think, because yeah. If, if, that, if, if that's the point he's making, then no, we clearly stick with Hamadson. Hamadson's number wrong. one. Yeah, yeah, he hasn't done anything wrong. He no. and, and the thing is, how is he not going to be the number one? Be he one. was signed by Enzo. Oh, Enzo yeah. looks at his goalkeepers, and he's actually decided the under 23s goalkeepers the second best choice we've got for how he wants a goalkeeper to be. It's why Stoichek has played. You know, we all looked. Didn't we? Was it Huddersfield? I think it was uh -huh. Huddersfield where 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 Hermadson couldn't play, yeah. and we all went ah. Now then, you know, we all kind of went ah. Now then, is this where Iverson gets his chance and really puts in the the cat amongst the pigeons and and and, and really stirs up a fuss for 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 the number one spot? And we all saw the lineup and went Stoichek. Okay. You know, we, we, we kind of let Burton off because it's Burton. You kind of want to give a youngster a chance to play. We didn't read too much into it. But when we saw Stoichek, it was like, and that, that for me was it. Done deal. There's your number two. We know who number one is. Madsen's going to be number one. Um, Stoichek's number two. Am I surprised we didn't lose one or both of Ward and, and Iverson? Yeah, especially Ward with the greatest respect. I don't think Iverson did too much wrong you know you know chris me being a former goalkeeper and part of the union i was under the impression that that was an area we wouldn't need to sign you know having iverson and despite what happened last season how well he played because realistically you know he didn't do a lot wrong at all during that struggle of the last quarter of the season that he was in charge number one for so but no, Kate, don't change it. You, you can't challenge. Yeah, coming to you on the goalkeeper uh, side, um, is it? Do you think because suddenly we lost um, Stow, the goalkeeper coach, who's been there of almost as many years as, as I've been on the planet? I mean, you know, he has been sort of, and we, you know, he's been a great servant of the club. Uh, I was actually, so I was pleased to see Sadler go because I think he was next to useless. Um, the next to useless that he was was uh, Brendan Rodgers, though. But Stowell, you know, he he's been a constant. But do you think had he had he not gone, do you think you know then we might have still been looked deciding between Ward and and Everson? Was it the fact that we had a new goalkeeper coach come in that actually um, you know took a new look and took a, took a look at it with different eyes and go, actually, we need somebody different in. Because when I've seen, well, you know, the team play, or oh, it's on telly, um, you know, Hermadson's right up almost in the centre circle at points, which I think is the sort of goalkeeper that, um, that Enzo wants. Yeah, I think Mike's obviously was, has been a great servant. But as with anything with these things, time just moves on and you need to have, the most modern up-to-date approach and I think I don't think I'm speaking out of town when I think Casper was starting to get a bit stale I think mm -hmm. the uh, mistakes that we were making 
at set pieces and from goalkeeper perspectives from his distribution as well it was the same old same old there was no improvement there was no real coaching going on the set pieces were, were a joke at times it there was a period where it was an actual joke you thought you were watching children um so I don't think there's anything wrong with, with just wanting a changing of the guard. He was there over 20 years, wasn't he? 23, 24 mm. years, something like that. Um, and you, you've had your moment in the sun and it's time to move on. Fresh ideas, working with youngsters. And when he first came, he was recently retired. And you're so fresh out the game and you can give a lot in common with the youngsters that you're training. Whereas as time goes on, the longer you're out the game, it's very different for a goalkeeper now and how, like you said, how, how you play and how you integrate into with the outfield players is totally different. Um, you know, we're not sort of talking Bruce Grobelart era anymore. It's totally different to that. Um, so, yeah, changing of the guard's always fresh to me. And it's always a comfort blanket, though, isn't it? When something goes wrong, you revert back to your comfort blanket yeah. of, oh, we'll get him back in. I think we're a bit like that with Casey Keller. Oh, we'll get Casey back or let's have Casper back. And that's just a comfort blanket knee-jerk reaction when things go a bit wrong, really. But it's yeah. not yeah. – you've just got to – you just got to have confidence and move forwards with it. Why don't you bring my Casey Keller into us? He was the idol. He was the reason I became a keeper. Kate, don't you dare disparage my Casey. We, we're Keller. not hearing. <laughs> I'm not hearing any of that. You were muffled through all of that, Brad. Was I? Yes. Oh, oh well. I was saying. I was saying, <laughs> don't you dare besmirch my Casey Keller. He was my idol growing up, and the reason I became a goalkeeper. You know, for me, Kate's the newest member of the team. Try and move on for all of us. She's no, bring Casey Keller back. She's upset you with Keller. Yeah, honestly. Uh, um, yeah, you can't get the staff these days, can you, Chris? You can't. We're a team here, Kate. Don't be upset with everybody. Shots um, spotted. Casey. I love Casey. I want him back Let now. me rely on my wise old owl. Um, I mean... Okay, Everson's been made, apparently Palace have come in. Apparently he can go or we can sell anybody apparently to the Turkish, the Saudi or the Belgium leagues. Why they're where they're different to everybody else, God only knows. Mm. Uh, but they're the three leagues apparently that can still buy players. Um, I mean, you would have thought with the position we're in, five goalkeepers, we don't need five. Now, whether we keep Ward or whether we keep... Because Smithies is injured. Um, so, but, so, but he's, you know, he's literally he's, he's the uh, Yipokovic of the current season, isn't he? But, mm. you know, I, I just see if we've had an offer made, get rid to get off the wage book, off the wage bill, because that's what we've got to be careful of. Um, it, it is, but it's a tricky one, isn't it? Because then, do you then, or just take any old offer that comes along? I mean, you have to have a value of your players if somebody wants to chance their arm. Um, you know, because, I mean, they ended up with Henderson, so I, I don't think they got him particularly cheap. No. Um, so, it, you know, if somebody comes in with a silly offer, you're not just going to give it away because you want to want to get rid of them. Under, under what normal I would say, circumstances, no, but obviously we're not in normal circumstances this season, are we? No, we're not, but we're, we're one goalkeeping injury away from needing him to at least be on the bench. Mm. You know, I, I I would have thought Ward would have been the one to go, but clearly his wages have been bumped up so much by um, his last contract that we, he was put on that, that nobody wants to come in for him. But what I would say, it also shows you a little bit of insight into the world of a, a modern footballer as well, because we all say, you know, when when transfer opportunities come, 
we all say uh, the players should show a little bit more loyalty. You know, we've played this, that and the other. It also shows you how quickly things can change with a new manager. Ward was an international keeper playing in the Premier League, you know, going off to the World Cup or Euros, wherever it was. He now finds himself fourth choice at a championship club. So sometimes I don't think you can uh, besmirch players taking opportunities when they come along because we've just seen how quickly it can change for them. Um, obviously, he's not he's not struggling. He's still on a pretty packet. Yeah. But uh, he couldn't have, I'm sure he couldn't have foreseen the way his career was going to go over the last 12 months. Indeed, indeed not. Um, Brad, just reading here again. Um, Enzo McCoy, oh, hold on, let me press the right thing. There's so many different stories that they've got going. We can get rid of, we've done Vestigard going to Anderlecht, haven't we? Uh, Enzo offers reset lifeline to Leicester City players after transfer near misses. If you're Sutar uh, and you've looked, you've not even been making the bench for most games, are you not going to be in like a, a position of, well, you know, he, he was he was first choice at um, uh, Stoke. <laughs> he went to a Premier League team. He's come back down again. Now he can't even get on our bench. Has he got a chance of getting in or is that chance only going to appear maybe if Vestergaard does move on? I mean, all the players that have been kept... Um after this transfer window closed. I know, obviously, Turkey and that are still open, but I don't think, I can't imagine any moves are going to happen unless, like I said, it's a loan move to our sister club in Belgium. So, I think everybody's entitled to have a chance. Enzo gave the whole entire squad a chance to impress and, and work the way back in. I mean, me and Kate are still, you know, bewildered at the fact that Vestergaard's been given a chance, let alone played every game this season for us. So he's obviously there. You know, your love child is a, is is in there. So um, <laughs> um, it is, but you probably used the wrong player for me to kind of say, well, did he deserve a chance? Because no, Suter seems like a person who's got a stick up his ass. I mean, Brandon Rogers brought him in, then he stopped playing him, you know, Dean Smith said he was too tired to play two games in, in, in seven days. And even with all the love and the change of hearts by six or seven players under Enzo, he still seems like the mildly child. So does he warrant a chance on that? Not if they're not if them, you know, talks are to be true, but everything else. Yeah. Daka, everybody else. If they're good enough and train hard enough and they can adapt over these next three weeks, why not? Well, I'm going to come on to you, Kate, about Dakar because he's the second player that has been um, linked, well, linked under this reset, if you like, Sutar and, and, and Dakar. Is there a future for him at Leicester? Um, if that 75 appearances fee is true, then probably not. I don't think we'd want to bump an extra five million out of the bank account for somebody who's had his chance. Dakar is such a he's such a a mystery, isn't he? Because I mean, what did he score? Four goals in that Euro European conference yeah. match. And you can't believe you think he scored nine in total in like seventy four appearances. You, I don't really know. I feel like there is a player in there, but I don't think he's hard enough for the English leagues. I don't think he's tough enough. I don't think he's resilient enough. Um so I, yeah, I personally don't think he has a future. But I think he's a nice guy. I think he probably trains well. I think he's respectful, and that's probably why Enzo's just said, 
put yourself out there, lad, try and get yourself a move. And unfortunately, it's not worked for him. But if he's staying with us till January, never say never. He, he may, we may have injuries. Cannon may not be firing. <laughs> um, I actually didn't mean hey. to say that. <laughs> um, yeah, so I don't know. He, I think he's the type of player that probably trains well, is respectful, but I just don't think he's got enough fight. For what we you, need. You're, go, you're going to you're going to have to have one of these, Kate. I'm sorry if I can find it, um, which I can't. There we go. Boom. Yeah. There you go. Craig Christensen, Sumari yeah. moved on. Uh, Christensen set up one goal in his 14 Leicester City appearances last season. I'm not reading this at all. I know this at the top, I can, you know, top of my head. Uh, first game in Italy against Claudio's team, he set up two. Yeah, I I liked Christensen. I must admit, I was a little bit sad to see him go. Of, of all of the ones who have moved on, apart from you know the obvious ones that we knew were going to move on. Um, I liked him. I liked his. Enthusiasm, his exuberance, his desire to just get up and down there. I, I'm surprised he didn't really get a, a, a chance. All you can think is that when it comes to training, he's not um, he's not good enough with the ball in terms of keeping possession. You know, maybe maybe he's a player who looks forward too quickly. You know, and that, and that won't do. do you <laughs> maybe know? you know. That, you know, look, you know, we look at these when players move on, we all look at what we've let go. He's gone to Italy, which is a different type of you know, he's, well, he's come from where did he come from? Belgium, mm -hmm. he's gone to he's come to England, now he's gone to Italy. Different leagues suit different players, doesn't it? True, I don't think we we saw that much of him though. I mean, he got he got the injury. I mean, I went to um away at Villa when we beat them, was it 4 2? Uh, and he was he was great. I think it was his debut. His his family was there. He looked like he was loving life, happy to be here. Um, it just all went a little sour very quickly. It could have been one of those that, you know, we needed to get some people off the books, and uh, and there were offers that were better offers for him than others. But yeah, just disappointed to see him go. But I mean, the the, the good thing is, it's only a loan deal, and and. Um, I don't know if there's an. I don't think there's an obligation to buy, but there may be an option. So either way, he comes back, or we get some decent money. Sumari Brad wished Leicester City fans uh, and, and the club well, uh, saying, "Dear fans, I wanted to thank you for the support despite despite the last difficult season we spent." It's just a case, isn't it, that some some moves just don't work out. Yes, sometimes they don't work out. Sometimes a bell end signs you and asks you to play a position you're no good at, and not where you, you you know where you've helped a team win a championship. Sometimes it's a lot of things that stop a player shining. I was one of them that I, I was rooting for him, and I thought he looked very good. Once he got a steady run in the team, he kept improving week in week out. Uh, I just think, unfortunately, he's one of them that's maybe suffered from a gross depth of. Of, of 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 talent pool we've got at Leicester in his position or, or at least in that chunk of midfield. 
you know, obviously we've 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 added to that with with the likes of Cassidy and that signing as well. But we had Wilfred and Didi, we had Chowder, we had Dewsbury Hall, you know. So you know, it was always going to be difficult for him to get in there. I mean, the, the fact that it took so long to get him out the door, in a sense, kind of tells you that you know this is the difference between these players. He's still young. I think Craig hit the nail on the head. Christensen is what twenty or 21 or something like that. He's very, very young. Um, so he offers a lot. He's more enticing to want to try and loan in and see how he does and, and get him off the wage bill and whatnot. Then Tamare, who's a few years older, been around a bit longer and, and not really played over these last two years. It's a bit harder to get them out the door. So I can't, I'm glad that he's gone to go and play for Seville um, and get some first-team football. Um, it's a shame, isn't it, that it's just one of them that never really clicked. And his, his was a loan deal, wasn't it? It is a season loan. There's no option yeah. to buy, though, is there? So I think it was a loan, yes. Yeah, I think, yeah, uh, I don't know. yeah sorry, bud. Oh. Yeah, I was just going to say, so who knows? May, may, maybe it's the decision of going, look, I've got too many cooks in this position. I need to get release one of yours out there. You're last on the list, I'm afraid. Go out and impress me, and we'll see next year, depending on where we are and where, where players stand with their contracts. Get to play because his match was called off due to rain. Uh, but, Kate, no. I'm going to um, point this one in your direction. Uh, Scott said, hey, after watching Alves last season in the first team, do you see him or anyone else from the development squad getting game time? But we already are, are we not? Yeah, we absolutely are. Yeah, we've had, we've seen some newbies come through that are giving some game time that Brendan wasn't interested in. So Matthew and Nelson, um, with Alves and Braybrook as well, they're both on ACLs. So it just depends how mm. they come back from those injuries, which I'm hoping should be imminent. I think they both did them around the turn of the year. So you'd like to think by Christmas they yeah. might be in the flow of things again with the development team. But it's it's really, I mean, if if they come back as what they were. I can't see any reason why not, because from what I understand, they were the two brightest sparks. And, and yeah, and, and he, he's not scared to give the youngsters a chance, uh, Enzo, is he? I mean, like you say, Marcel and um, McAteer, I mean, you know, <laughs> and Lina, they're not them bad since they when they came on, have they? No, not at all. Was he, did he feature at all on Saturday, Marcel? No, I don't think he did. No, because he's kind of since he scored, he's kind of been left out again, hasn't he? But oh no, Marcel, I'm, well, I'm not fair. Uh, did you know Craig? You were there. Yeah, I think I think he's I think he's playing kind of tough with some of these players. You know that you know you might be in, but I don't want you getting ahead of yourself and uh, and sort of keeping them in their place. Hmm. But I think definitely with uh, Alves and, and Braybrook, uh, I think there's. You know, if they can come back, um, they're young enough. If they can come back at the levels that they were, then I, I think we've got two real talents um, <coughs> coming through. I mean, that Alves injury was an absolute shocker, to be honest. And uh, I've told a few people about it. You know, that there is some footage of him in that game. There's about five minutes of basically him just running rampant in that game. I'm surprised it took uh, Wolves that long to nail him, to be honest, because <laughs> he was making them look silly. 
Um, so I just hope that he can come back at, at that level. And I think we've got two real stars on our hands. Yeah. I want to throw this one again. I'll stick with you for this, Craig, because you were there. Although it is a goalkeeping one, Brad, but Craig was at the match. And I just want to throw this to um, uh, out to Craig. Boris, who I'm sure, having read the fact that um, Kasper Schmeichel is available, will probably be begging him to come back so he can team up with Vardy again. Uh, but Manson Manson's tight little passes around the penalty box uh, look very uh, risky to me. It's bound to cost us uh, a goal or two. But I think it's not, you know, we've, we've, you're blaming, um, and I might get this wrong, Craig, so do correct me if I'm wrong, but surely this is what Enzo is telling him to do. Yeah, that's what he's bought him for, to be honest. I think it's up to the goalkeeper to choose the right time and right personnel to pass it to. Mm. Um and maybe have a think about what that player is going to do next with the ball. And it's not just us. I think virtually every team that plays that well is going to give away two or three goals over a course of a season. I mean, we nearly saw it yesterday with uh, in the Palace game. They should have scored uh, when the ball was nicked uh, was nicked away from. I can't remember who, who, who it was. But very early on in that game, they stole the ball. Um, it's going to happen. It's, it's the nature of the beast. I don't particularly like it, I must admit. I'm a little bit old-fashioned as, you know, go and play in their half as quickly as you can for me. But it is the it is the nature of the beast. It's what he's been brought in to do. Is what he's been asked to do. And I'm sure he'll do it. And to be honest, he's better at it than a lot of others I've seen so far this season. Danny Ward. Better than Danny Ward. Better than Everson. I mean, when I looked at the half that I saw... He was playing it out to to defenders that had players on them, but those players seemed to come to get the ball rather yeah. than wait for the ball to come to them, and then you know a whole player nips in and and nicks it off him, which was happening a lot last season. If if um, Manson is passing it, let's say to, oh, I'll I'll mention Investigard, the, mm. the players seem to come and, and collect the ball rather than just say right, you know, it, it, it didn't get to me. What was I supposed to do? There was one point during the game, I, I don't know if anybody saw it or, or picked up on it, that um, he, there were two other Leicester defenders who were behind him when he came out with the ball because uh, Hull had retreated so far. He was a good 40 yards out of his goal with the ball at his feet and he'd gone past the two centre-halves just looking for someone to pass it to. Um, he's a confident lad. Let's, let's put it that way. Uh, and everything I've seen so far, I, I like about him. And he pinged a couple of longer balls as well uh, that were virtually inch perfect. You know, none of this, see if you can pick someone out in the crowd, Casper. Casper, um, <laughs> uh, could be going back to Celtic, apparently. Yeah. He, he, he's going to go to Anderlecht, I think, by the looks of it. I think that's where he'll go. Uh, Brad, what with Casper? Yeah. Or yeah, look, we've got five goalkeepers. We, his day in the sun at Leicester will be. We will all. We will all remember and all be grateful for everything that Casper's helped us achieve over his lifespan at Leicester. Um, I'm sure at some point when he's hung his gloves up there'll be like a memorial get you know like a end of season game for him you know the, the little cameo games that they tend to do for players i'm sure but 
Go play elsewhere. Go go to Rogers at Celtic if that's where you if he's interested in signing you. Go go to Anderlecht, go wherever. He is past the point um for for us. It's not like a player we let go when he was twenty six and we're we're wanting to roll back the years and, and have one last fling with him. It, he, he he he's done with Leicester now. He should be somebody that we talk about as a legend of the club and not somebody who we desperately need back because you know what, even if we didn't have Ward and Iverson, I wouldn't ask for him back because Stoichek looks good when he's played and and Hamadson's, you know, continuing the, the Danish trend at Leicester, if you will. Yeah. Um, I got to want to ask you this, Kate. Um, Tom Cannon, um, if he's brought in, and he obviously wasn't a regular at Everton, uh, but if he's brought in, where does that leave Vardy, and it pushes Daka back down the uh, the, the line. Um, I think Daka's all but out, honestly, in Enzo's mind. Um, Vardy, I still think he's going to be the super sub. He's going to be the last twenty to thirty minutes of a game, maybe some cup, put more cup minutes if we have a decent cup run, which isn't looking likely in the Carabao, is it? Um, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Cannon's still got a lot to learn. He's only 2021 himself, isn't he? And he's he's had a decent time at Preston. So he's not necessarily a shoe in as such. And we've seen that already, that you, he, Enzo is prepared to drop you or to push you back or to, to to stagger you a little bit into the team. So we'll just have to see there. But I think Daka's all but out anyway. I think, mm. I think Enzo just doesn't rate him at all um, or doesn't see him fitting in. So I think Cannon, Vardy, and Nacho will be will be the three. But Kate, you say there, and you say he's only twenty twenty one, and I agree with you. But you then look at players you get the one coming on like Wayne Rooney. Twenty twenty one was sort of knocking twenty goals in a season, sort of thing. I mean, twenty twenty one is young still. Wayne Rooney is once in a twenty year striker isn't he when you think about how he absolutely burst onto the scene every time I say burst onto the scene I think of Mika Richards for some reason um but yeah he um he's a once in a 15 20 year type of striker but I do get what you're saying you can have these amazing players that come out and and set the world on fire at 18 19 Mm. Um, but then you also have the, the kids that come out at 18 19 like Theo Walcott and end up just not ever cashing in on their potential. So, or Dele Alley. And we'll, you know, we're not going to get the 21 year old superstar because we're not that type of club. They're already taken up with their clubs at the minute and they're never letting go of them for love and money. So, yeah. Everton seemed really disappointed. I saw a couple of Everton things on Twitter, some Everton fans saying that they were really disappointed about him being let go. So, it's quite oh. a shock. But- you know, perhaps because we gave a decent amount of money for him, which is why why they ended up taking our bid, really. I think Craig, though, I think Everton are just annoyed because they never signed anybody. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? I mean, and he's um, he's clearly not all is well at Everton, you know, and, and it may be that he had the opportunity and he pushed for it as well. You know, he was sent out on loan last season. He sees a team that isn't scoring goals and he's still not getting a chance. You know, maybe him and his agent are thinking, you know, we've got to move on to try and push our career forward. Connor Dyke Cody had clearly... a lot to do with it, apparently. Pardon? Connor Cody had a lot to do with it. 
Yeah, well, I'm sure he's sold the club to him and he, he's maybe tipped uh, Enzo off that there's a talent there waiting to be harnessed. I mean, Deitch is, is, is going through a tough time. I mean, it was interesting to read what Damari Gray said um, over the, the, the past couple of days about his relationship with Deitch and how it's difficult to... You, you can knuckle down and, and work hard and, and play for the shirt, but it's hard to respect someone who doesn't respect you as a person. So uh, I don't right. think all is well in the camp there. Um, so I think it was probably just a, a good opportunity. We got the right player at the right time for the right price and we've bought potential and, and hopefully, you know, he gets a chance to uh, to show what right. he can do. Last question, uh, Brad, before we, we, we close it. Um, a little bit of a, a warning. Um, we're all saying like, oh, we're going to be the new Burnley and look, you know, and all this, and we're going to storm it when we get going. Uh, they're not the best of starters of the, of the time back in the Premier League, Burnley. I know they've had three tough games, but still, um, to say that they came up so easily, if you like, and it was easy at the end, wasn't it? They are they are struggling this season. Played three, lost three, bottom of the league. Yeah, I mean. You've got to give the warning signs, and 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 this is, and people are going to hate me, and I and I, and I hate to say it, but well, I've always anyway, wanted, so it matter, yeah. So what? Why change the habit of a lifetime, right? So I've always said when people said to me that the championship is the most uh, competitive division in 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 all of England, I've always said yeah, it is. It's one of the most competitive division. Three quarters of it is made up of ex Premier League sides, but I also think it's the most mediocre division. Because 70% of all promoted sides last no more than a season in the Premier League. And, and, and probably 80% of that goes straight back down. And that's the one thing that you have to remember. is It's all well and good getting 100 points, 89 points, whatever it is you, you, know, you come up with. The, the most recent success, three successful teams that have come up and stayed up and done well on their own merits are until last season it was us you know we came up had nine years look what we'd happened brighton and brentford every other team to my knowledge someone may correct me and throw another name out there has gone up and within a year maybe two at best come straight back down because that's the gulf between the championship and the premier league and i don't mean it i know it sounds disrespectful but i don't mean it with any disrespect it just shows you how difficult this division is because Look at Luton as well. They've never been in the Premier League and now it's a nightmare for them. It's an absolute nightmare for them. Sheffield when Sheffield United, I believe, are only out on goal out of the relegation zone on goal difference with Everton. Otherwise, all three promoted sides would be taking up the bottom three. And that is how it looks more times than not. I mean, why do you reckon Norwich and West Brom both get dubbed the yo-yo clubs? Yeah. Yeah. So... That's true. Uh, Kate, I did say that was the last question, but just one more for you, Kate. If we don't go up this season, it's going to be a lot harder for us, isn't it? Is it, is it this season or bust? No, I don't think so, but I think it's this season or next season. Um, I think you've got a couple of stabs at it to make a really good go of it. Um, and if you don't get up in the first two seasons, I think you're going to be struggling and you could end up doing a forest and spend 25 years in it. Um, oh, don't, don't say that. <laughs> I've not got, no, I've you not know got what 25 I mean. years left in me. <laughs> 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 I 
<laughs> but you can just get sucked into it and like like Brad's just said, it just becomes a very mediocre league and you've got a lot of teams in there that have been in there for a while. So, um, but yeah, let's not think about it. Just check my age in 25 years' time, would the hell? (laughs) That's cheering me up, Kate. Thanks very much for that. You just asked me if it's shit or bust. It wasn't exactly a positive question, was it? (laughs) No, but I, I'm giving you the chance. I'm, I'm being the unpositive one, giving you the chance. I'm trying to make you look good. All right, okay. <laughs> That's what it is. Guys, thank you so very much. Craig, we'll come to you first. Thank you so much. Uh, you were there on, on um, Saturday. Uh, you, you're not unlucky for us still. You're still our lucky mascot. Um, tell people where they can find you. Yeah, just uh, get me on uh, Twitter is the easiest one, at Craig Bird. Uh, you'll find me and uh, I shall occasionally drop in uh, a moment of clarity and sense, but don't bank on it. <laughs> no. Well, we've been waiting years on the show and it's never happened. <laughs> but, no. but my wise old Al, thank you so very much. You've got a week off this week because we've got yep. no game and we'll we'll see you back uh, in, in a week's time. Take care. Cheers. See you all. Thanks see you soon. Bye. Ah, oh, so Kate. Did, did you let Craig go? Did you let Craig go first because he's got to go to his darts match? Did anyone else think he looked like he had a darts outfit on with his jacket or his, his um, shirt? Was it just me? I think that's just you, mate. I didn't know no, I think that was just all you. black and red. He looked like a darts player, just me. My darts mind. Maybe Sorry. Yeah, maybe it's time at the hockey. <laughs> um, <laughs> moving on, moving on. Anyway, that's right. Are you going to Southampton away, Kate? No, I'm not. No. You know. She has one job. One job. You know, people like to get a job. I go to all the matches, she says. Mm. Well, hang on. No, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I said I go to all of the home games, except I had a couple of birthday things. I go to about 70% of the away. And if Southampton was in the weekend, it would be fine. But I'm not. I've been to Southampton before. And it's a Friday night, and it's on telly. Yes. So uh, all I was going to, to say was financial things of this. Don't you? I am going to that one. Are you? Yes, yes. I managed to get some tickets on my. Uh, uh, um, well, my mate got them. He messaged me, and he's a. I'm a member, and he's a member. My son was a member, but he isn't anymore. So he's. By the time they get round to him, there's no tickets left. And he messaged me and said. I can get a ticket. That's well, if you can, I can. So yeah, we're going to go. And of course, last night, my last away match was Southampton on a Friday night, <laughs> two seasons ago. And what happened that night? I think we, I think we might have won. Pissed down, got absolutely drenched. Got absolutely drenched, and then watched nine goals go in. Yes, and what a night it was! What oh. one of those I was there moments. But, yeah, well, me too. You know what? I was going to say I'd, I'd go and buy you a gin and tonic, but you're not there now, so I can't. So. Oh, of course you're going to say that now. That old one. <laughs> yeah. 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 Because knowing the way you drink, I couldn't have afforded it. <laughs> 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 Should have just laid there on the bar under the tap and just opened it all. <laughs> Kate, thank you so very, very much. Um, no worries. So, I want. I would have. Looked, it would have been nice to see you, but um, no, I, I jest, as you know. But do tell people where they can find you. 
Yes, I'm on Twitter as well. Um, my Twitter handle is at KateBlakey40. That's Blakey, B-L-A-K-E-Y, as in on the buses. Um, yeah, so hopefully chat on there. On the buses. I keep forgetting. Let me write this down here. On the buses. As if you forget. You'll be calling me Olive again shortly. I'd forgotten. I'd forgotten. <laughs> show without it Kate thank you so very much hopefully if you're free next Monday we'll be back for then post England looking forward to the said Southampton game absolutely alright take care take care I don't know if Kate has gone or not she is looking a bit white that's alright as long as she's all white on the night that's what matters a very very important question before you go Brad Uh, because I was I watched a bit of it and then I and I didn't stick with it how did England get on in the T20 third match Uh, they lost by 74 runs 74 wow yes you know the thing you say about the England cricket team if you're going to lose lose by a huge score well, yeah, I mean, they thrashed them the other two games. It's only fair we let the Kiwis have one. They get bullied by Australia enough, so, you know. Oh, were we 2-0 up? Yeah, 2-1 now, yeah, so, yeah. It was well, the best of three. <laughs> uh, I don't know if it's a four or five man match series. Because, yeah, it must be. And it only seems to happen in cricket, but why do they have four match series? Because it's going to end up a draw. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, you, that that's that's the scary one, isn't it? But again, we've seen it in in a certain Ashes series. You can have five, and one one gets rained out, so you don't get results anyway. So I don't know; they're, they're all really weird. It's like it's like it's like going over, flying all the way over to West Indies and having a one-off test. Why? Why not have three? Yeah, <laughs> it makes sense. Nice. Go to and have a have a few days out there on the beach. Well, yeah, I suppose they're not bothered, are they? Really, but uh, yeah, it's a strange one. Brad, stay on the line afterwards because I want to have a quick. Uh, no, no, you can't keep me. You can't make me. I, know, I can. <laughs> get down in your cellar. Get down. Yes, boss. boss. But do tell. In the meantime, where people can find you. Well, you will find me here more often than not because Chris can't get rid of me. The restraining order hasn't come through. But you'll also find me on our sister channel, LTIDTV2, which hopefully I'm talking to uh, some uh, someone to get on as a guest. Hopefully this week there will be a show on there uh, starting the women's football about Leicester City women's, talking their transfer roundup. Uh, so go and check me out on that channel and give me uh, some love on there with a subscribe and like. Follow me on Twitter at Full Time Focus, and if you really want to stalk me, you can probably find me on Facebook. But you need to have my last name for that. So that's it. Yeah, that's where you'll find me. He is a stalker. Brad, in fact, Brad does have a stalker, but you can't tell because he only shows him from the neck upwards. Boom, boom. <laughs> um, <laughs> Brad. <laughs> on that, on that note, I will speak to you in a second. Take care, buddy, and thanks very much. Take care, everybody. Take care, mate. Um, so that's it. We we're off. We're back on Thursday with um with with Rob's show. Uh, looking forward to that. And I just want to just want to mention this again, guys, before I go. Uh, totally. Um, one of our own, um, Dave. You all know Dave. Can't make it tonight. Uh, he is doing the Jeff Stellings March for Men on the seventeenth of September. It's for prostate cancer. You can see his Just Giving page there. 
uh, it is very, very easy to click a button and make a donation. It's a lot harder to walk 26.2 miles, which is the uh, length of a marathon. Uh, and a, so he is collecting, obviously, uh, for uh, prostate cancer care. One in eight men suffer from it. You can see the link there, justgiving.com forward slash fundraising forward slash David Smith, Jeff Stelling, March. Please get over there. No matter how little you can uh, you can do, uh, it doesn't really matter. He's up to, I think, to 50% of his target. It wasn't exactly a huge target, uh, but it's a lot easier to click than it is to actually do it. So please get over there and give him your support. It's been brilliant. Thank you so very much. Thank you to Craig. Thank you to uh, uh, Brad. And thank you to Kate as well for coming on. Thank you to everybody that was in the chat. Uh, like I say, we're back on the Thursday and then we'll be back for this show this time next week. I've been Chris. This has been LTID TV. This is Arnie. Good night. Thanks for watching. These videos are tremendous. You'd better like them too or I'll be back. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. That will conclude this evening's entertainment. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping. And you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Ultimate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.